Welcome to Unworldly Everything. You have now opened the door to higher worlds and unanswered questions. On the show, we seek the fringes of our mental limits and deep dive into all things superhuman, supernatural, and paranormal. We are your hosts, psychic medium Bonnie McCliss and my psychic daughter, Julia Gerber. Join us as we move through a journey of awakening this strange, mystical, spiritual revolution. On this episode, we will approach an ancient mystery that is still unfolding before the eyes of humans up to this very day. Many of my clients have been reaching out more and more, talking about these odd lights and apparitions that they've been seeing in the sky. Lights and unidentified flying objects are no stranger to our history books or even to religious paintings. This phenomena has been recorded in the caves, temples, and pyramids of Egypt and the Middle East all the way to the early Christian paintings between the 14th and 18th century. Hieroglyphs recorded strange flying vehicles represented as the ancient gods. Codes and symbols etched in the stone told stories of human relationships to the cosmos. Mathematical maps of the stars foretold aspects of our human future thousands of years to come. Early Christian art carefully showcased halos around the heads of saints and light beams raining from the sky. An actual wall mural in Kosovo, Serbia, dating back to 1350, depicts the crucifixion of Christ with two flying objects or saucers along with their pilots suspended in the sky on both sides of Jesus. Is this just ancient daydreams and creative depictions of sacred stories? Or has there been messages meant for the human race all along that we have been persistently ignoring due to fear or maybe even intentional brainwashing? Art is a medium, it's a conduit through which ordinary people can connect with higher dimensional beings, even extraterrestrials. That was William Henry an author and investigative mythologist that featured on season 13 of History Channel's miniseries, Ancient Aliens, where he and other historians discuss the secret messages that might be found deeply hidden in Leonardo da Vinci's paintings. Da Vinci, however, was not the only artist known for strange anomalies and depictions in their work. Paintings with unidentified objects flying through the sky, hovering in the clouds, or even beaming lights on the head of saints can be found again and again throughout history. One of the most famous examples of this exact phenomenon can be found in the 14th century fresco of the Madonna and Child. If you look closely at this painting, you can see a strange saucer-like shape in the sky, with small beams of light surrounding it. And above the Madonna's right shoulder on the ground below, a figure looks up at it in wonder. Or there is even the Annunciation with St. Edemus, completed by Carlo Crivelli in 1495. Yet again, a large and almost translucent-looking saucer almost blends into the clouds in the sky. 
perhaps almost unnoticeable if not for the stream of light beaming from the object to the crown of St. Mary's head. The most widely known example, however, and perhaps the most puzzling, comes from a painting that was made in 1350 and currently hangs above the altar at the Visoki Dikani Monastery in Kosovo, Yugoslavia. It is called The Crucifixion. As you would expect, in this painting you can see Jesus Christ on the cross before a crowd of people. However, the curious part of this painting is what you can see in the sky above him. Unlike the first two examples, one doesn't simply include saucers hovering in the sky, but objects that look like actual Sputnik-like ships on the left and right corners of the piece. And if you look even closer, you can see people piloting them. The one on the left looks forward, arms moving to manage the strange aircraft, and the one on the right seems to be looking over his shoulder at the other, almost as if being chased. You may remember the classic 1996 movie Phenomenon, starring John Travolta playing the character of garage mechanic George Malley. On his birthday, George Malley sees a flash of bright light and proceeds to exhibit extraordinary genius mental abilities and even eventually is able to move objects with his mind. How did you break that mirror, George? Without even touching it. Now, I want to talk to you about that, Baines, because I know, I know you've been worried about it. And, um, okay, come here. Come here, everybody, gather closely. I'm gonna, may I use your glasses? What you're about to see is not a trick, okay? It's it just, um, well, it, let's call it an experiment in energy. Well, everything there you're is, getting this? is made up of some living energy, okay? You know, all this is is, a, is kind of a dance or a partnership between the energy coming from me and the energy of the plastic. Now, now that, that, that's it. Well, why can't we do it? Well, focus, um, the clarity of thought. I, I don't know. Maybe you can, Baines. What about the UFOs? What are they? I, I don't know that either. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Um, this power began the night that you saw the object in the sky. That, that was a light. No, no. Let me, let me just finish this one thing. Now, now, we're talking about a partnership. Do you, do you know what the largest living organism in the world is? Okay, it's a, it's a grove of aspen trees in Colorado. Acres of aspens. Okay, now, they thought they were disconnected separate, but indeed they found out that they weren't, that, that there was one giant organism with the same root system. George desperately wants to use his newfound gift to help people, but the government intercedes and detains him to perform tests in the end of the movie, it presents you with a personal decision. Doctors find that George has a terminal brain tumor and little time to live. They conclude that the tumor is the cause of the psychic and telekinetic phenomenon. The characters are torn in their beliefs around the incredible happenings of George Malley. Was it defective biology that presented itself as temporary divine superhuman ability? Or evolved beings of light that awoke an average human capacity for greatness? A real-life story similar to George Malley would be that of Billy Meyer and Dorothy Isaac. Billy is a Swiss-born man who claims that he has been touched by the light in 1942 from the young age of five years old and has been in contact with light beings ever since. Meyer has endless film footage and photographs of what he refers to as beam ships from the Pleiades star cluster. 
His photos were often used in the hit TV show series, The X-Files. Many believe that Myers was just a delusional, fraudulent man with all of his claims of contact with this interdimensional intelligent life. But this didn't seem to phase this devout contactee. Billy has spent a lifetime collecting data from extraterrestrial light beings, which he refers to as the Plagiran race. Billy Meyer went on to predict the Iraqi wars, AIDS, and global warming. All messages that he claimed came from a higher light being race. Dorothy Isaac, a Vancouver housewife, also has vast claims of relationships with these light beings. Since the 1970s, Dorothy has had direct contact with these lights in the sky, as she recounts the first time on November 9th, 1974. She was standing in her kitchen that evening when she experienced what she recalls an overwhelming feeling that someone was watching her. As she looked out her window, Dorothy saw strange diamond-shaped objects in the night sky. She was amazed, and the first thing she wanted to do was share this with her family. At first, her family didn't believe her. They thought her growing fixation on these lights in the sky was just a way to maybe seek attention or a product of her stress. She decided to go out and prove the objects she saw were not of human origin. Dorothy tried several times to use a flashlight to get the attention and contact of these light beings once again. Much to her surprise, the balls of light did return. And as she claims, began to communicate with her and even allow her to film their nightly dances of light. In the 1980s, Dorothy became well known for her photographs. Her communications even began to manifest as audible tones and sensations in her right ear when the light beings were near. In one experience, sitting with a UFO investigator, the sounds were present in the right ears of both Dorothy and the investigator at the very same time. Within minutes, they both accounted seeing a metallic object hovering in the sky in broad daylight above Dorothy's house. Dorothy has filmed over 25 hours of UFO activity and has seemed to have developed an emotional and spiritual relationship with these light beings over the years. Dorothy's story gained national attention in 1990 when the show Unsolved Mysteries set out to interview her in her Vancouver home. Almost as if on cue, these lights began to peer for the cameramen, dancing outside Dorothy's kitchen window. They were able to capture this incredible phenomenon on their cameras and released it for all of the world to see. Dorothy later revealed to the television show producers that she had called her light being friends early in the day, asking them to show up and prove their existence, to show all of humanity that we are not alone. I have spent the last 10 years researching and being a part of the extraterrestrial community. And I've seen a lot of things and heard stories, but something very bizarre is going on now. 
This year specifically, I've had more people reach out to me regarding their sightings or experiences with these lights in the sky. I'd like to take a moment and introduce one of these people that have had an amazing experience and a spiritual encounter with these light beings. The one where I really want to hear your experience and story, and definitely I'm really interested to hear like a little bit about you know, the type of meditation or the frequency you are doing, but I really want to hear about that evening um, where you captured that clearly sentient life force. I mean, that was not the dead, that light that was pulsating and communicating with you. I mean, that was yeah. something outside of this world. So I'd love to hear your firsthand um, experience with that. I mean, and I told you in that that it was part of that harmonic convergence mm-hmm. through the um, Unify group, and they've been doing things with speakers, and I watched it off and on, but I will tell you, I couldn't sit and watch it all day long, every single day, so I made a point to catch the meditation portion, and right. this year, I have tried my best to do some meditations throughout the week. I've had, you know so many friends and people that maybe aren't in tune with a lot of stuff and I just kept telling them, no, I'm perfectly happy right right here. And I have soaked up every bit of time that I've had this year to read books that I've had lying around, to, you know, study different things and really take my time and use it to do something to, you know, raise my vibration as much as I can and tune out all of the other, you know, lower density things that are happening. And maybe that has helped me progress. I know in your podcast, the last one you talked about communicating and connecting with your spirit guides. And I I don't want to say I was frustrated by any means, but I kept thinking that I would see them, like you said, they would just appear right there. And no, I think what's happening is they are coming to me in other ways because these Things I keep seeing are happening a lot, a lot. Right, a lot. right. And I'm seeing a lot catching, of people, you know, report yeah, lights in I'm the catching, sky. I'm catching flashes of light, and those kind of catch my attention, and that's happening a lot at night. Yeah. But this particular time I was talking about, they were doing that harmonic convergence, and I've tried to participate in as many of the mass meditations that have gone on throughout this year as I can, so I have, you know, done that really faithfully but this harmonic convergence that particular day I joined in and I did it that night and then the following night and I didn't see anything the following night and I know the difference the night that I did the meditation and I saw something I had no expectations nothing except being open and I thought okay I'm gonna just sit outside I went and sat on my front porch for a few minutes, and I'm like, it's a beautiful night. It was in the middle of June, a little muggy, whatever, and, you know, the skies had been pretty quiet for quite some time, so, you know, things weren't super busy where there was a lot to to kind of eliminate, but there were other things out there that night, and so I'm like, oh, I don't see anything, whatever, and then the thing that I filmed from where I sat, it looked like some type of a round or spherical shape covered in white light and I went okay what is that and it moved so slowly like it got my attention because it just kind of hovered and it hovered 
for a good two or three minutes where I just sat in disbelief watching it. And then I went, okay, this is like in my line of sight directly ahead of me in the sky. But where it remained, I knew it wasn't an airplane. I knew it wasn't a helicopter. I knew it wasn't anything else. And it slowly started coming towards me. And I was like, okay, my phone's sitting here. So I grabbed my cell phone and I started filming it and just watching it come towards me and and kind of seeing this glowing sphere of light and energy. Um, That's the best way I can describe it. Right, right. As I started to film it and kind of watch it, it kind of just accelerated back up into the atmosphere and it actually floated up above my house and went over the roof and I was like, oh my goodness. So I got that video of the entire thing as it started moving towards me. The period where it kind of hovered lasted a couple minutes. So I'd say it was about five minutes all in all. Yeah, no, so when you sent me that video, I didn't really know what to expect. And I've and I've actually seen a lot in my days as a medium in the form of paranormal videos or pictures. And, you know, sometimes you'll get orbs, just little wisps practically look like glitter dots. But this is, I think, one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen in my life. Because, you know, I thought when you sent me the video, I'm like, okay, we're looking at the moon. What's the point here? Um, because it, it was this just bright ball of light hanging in the dark abyss, you know, I could hear the crickets. I knew, you know, in relation, it was really close to you. And then the thing started coming closer to your camera and pulsating. And I could actually see the different shapes and the Merkabas and the different, you know, veins of the light. And and to me, and I want to hear, you know, what you actually felt. I don't know if you could account that because I would have been in shock. But, you know, to me, when I was watching this pulsating light, I've never seen anything like it. And it felt like it was trying to either speak to you or communicate. I mean, it felt really personal, uh, this kind of just apparition or phenomenon. Did you feel as if it was personal to you? Did you did it feel intimate? Did it feel like you just kind of caught some kind of anomaly? Did you do you have any emotions that came up when you experienced this encounter? Well, you know, that particular night, I felt like it was trying to communicate to let me know it was there. And, you know, I felt, how do you say, you know, just to feel that light and love coming from it. But I didn't get any particular certain message. It was just a presence. Like, yes, uh, we're here. Because that meditation was for contact. And that particular thing that everybody was doing was for universal contact. So I watched what they had recorded where they were located, which was near Mount Shasta, and they said they saw lights flashing and and a couple of things that they caught actually flew around them. Like, we're here, we're here. So I almost felt like it was more of like, yes, I'm here, and one came to me. But since then, I have felt a huge amount of this, I don't want to say it's telepathy, but like they are trying to communicate with me to... Either, I don't know if it's in downloads that I'm getting. I have been trying to really figure out what this connection is. And, you know, I always suspected I had a connection anyway. And now more than ever, I feel certain that because I've been home every single time I've seen something, I'm not out just randomly seeing stuff. It's been right here. So I think they are surrounding me. Right. I really feel like these are my guides 
in a way, or my galactic family. So the other day, well, I guess it was about two weeks ago, I noticed now as all the alignments are happening, I'm like, oh, look, I can make out some of the stars and the planets. And I've been watching Mars and all these things happen, you know, at night where you can see it so well. And one particular night, I noticed something very low. I was like, why is that so low in the sky? And I, I sent you a picture with an arrow. And I watched it on a Sunday night, and then Monday night I went back out, and I was trying to film it, because I'm like, okay, it's still there. This is pretty low in the sky, and I have an app where I can use it to see what planets I'm seeing and what stars I'm seeing, and this particular night, that was not on the app, on the on the thing, so I'm like, okay, I think that's something else. Right. And when I started filming, if you notice the little video clip I sent you, something comes from below and tries to get in the frame and come in front of me and it is glowing and spinning and it is white ball of energy yep. and i was so shocked by it that i stopped because i was like and i even went what is that and i just took a still shot and that orb is just huge yeah. right in front of me and i thought for sure and i realized it took me a couple days to think about it i had asked to meet and I've been asking, I want to meet my spirit guides. I want to meet my galactic family. And I think that may be hell. That is... I think you're right. I think the power of our intention and raising our, our frequency individually and then clearly what happens when we raise our vibration collectively, you know, and unify as, you know, a one world, um, that, that blows my mind that they, that, it, you know, people doing this harmonic convergence meditation in Mount Shasta, we're seeing, you know, they're seeing lights at the same time you're seeing a, on the other side of the country. That's pretty You know, somebody amazing. saw my video. I posted that video. He was in New Mexico and told me he saw the exact same thing at the same time that night. Wow. He had not participated in the meditation, but he sent me a picture, and he said, I saw it too. And I'm like, what? What? Oh, my goodness. So he said, yeah. He said, I've seen things throughout the years, and he said, I saw what you saw, and he said, "I, not, it's not the first, and it's not the last." Definitely, that's <laughs> how I feel. Yes, awesome. That is that is incredible. That is incredible. Thank so cool. you so much, Leanne, for just taking a few minutes out of your day to to share this story. I mean. Where I want to go with this podcast is is more and more towards the kind of intergalactic um, relationship that we have. You know, my daughter's like, we have to keep it simple in the beginning. And she's right. You know, I mean, yeah, we have to be I compassionate and we have to not, you know, we have to gain a trust um, people that are new to this. But um, I was so excited because I, these lights are appearing. You know, I've seen E.T. since I was a little girl. But in different forms, I've seen them in their their physical form. I've seen different races. I've seen lights. But l- lately, you're just seeing these shafts of light like come from the sky. And I thought, well, okay, it's just you, Bonnie, because you're psychic and you're weird. And my no. clients are like, no, we're getting these weird, you know, anomalies. And and one client was like, I saw a blue explosion in the sky that opened up. Literally, it looked like wings, and it held there for like five minutes. She said, I, I didn't believe in God, but now I do. I had to, you know, contact you and tell you this. So I know, Leanne, something big is happening. I mean, I don't know that we can wrap our minds around it. Um, you're on the front, you know, the front lines of this. So I'm so grateful. So I think what I can testify personally to collaborate with Leanne's experiences that it is all about 
the mastering of our personal vibration and our intention. I know that recently in 2020, um, earlier in the year, the beginning of March, I was led to do a pretty powerful meditation one night before I went to sleep. I don't normally do this, but something just kept pressing or impressing itself upon me. And in hindsight, I believe that that may have been the beginning message of one of these higher benevolent interdimensional beings. And so I went into this meditation on deep, deep relaxed state. And what preceded that was an encounter in the middle of the night with a craft um, and a being that showed up right in my bedroom. That story we'll probably save for part two, but I use it here just to say that there must be something about bringing our frequency and matching it with these higher worlds so they are better able to communicate and share their messages of the future. And so the question is, if we've been visited throughout the course of history, even going back to the beginning of time, what is the mission of these interdimensional light beings? What exactly are they trying to convey? And now I would like to just introduce our next interview the beautiful magical Meg McFadgen. I met Meg uh, several years ago. She came into my office, um, clearly very gifted. Uh, she works as um, an intuitive healer, an energy worker, and um, although she's too modest to tell you, I will a channel. Um, I've worked with her for many years as she has connected with some of these higher sentient beings um, and brought through some of the most amazing messages that I've ever heard in my career as a medium. So welcome, Meg. Thank you so much for being on this show. We, I, it's, a, it's a true honor um, that you would take some time out um, to speak with us and our listeners. I wanted to kind of just jump right in um, and just ask you some questions. I'm really excited to hear your answers about we're talking a lot about these phenomenons that people are seeing in the sky, and it's just becoming uh, just rampant, I guess you could say, especially with all of the cases that are popping up um, in the news bulletins about people seeing lights and apparitions. And it's clear to me that these lights in the sky are here with some kind of uh, purpose or message. So I want to ask you, why do you think we are experiencing so much of this phenomenon at this time? I mean, do you think that there's some kind of message that these um, interdimensional beings of light are trying to convey to humanity at this time? First of all, I would like to say I'm really thrilled to be here. I love that you're doing this podcast, and I am especially excited to talk about these kinds of things because I've been noticing them for quite a while now. And in answer to your first question, I actually think that we have been having this phenomenon for a really long time. I think that there have been beings who have been here either to observe us or to help us or to see what they could get from us. 
But I think two things have happened. And one of them is I think that people are so much more open to these types of things right now. And so things that I used to think about and talk to myself about, I now can talk to many other people about them. And I'm realizing that just from talking to people that they're having some of the same experiences that I have. So I think it's been fairly prevalent for a while. It's just that people are beginning to talk about it. Yeah, I agree. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's time. And then the second thing I think that has started to happen is that as our planet shifts and is moving into this kind of new age and the new earth is beginning to be birthed, I think there are more beings that are crowding in just to see what's going to happen and more or less to watch the show, us being the show. And I also think that there is a thinning of the veil. And that's the only way I know to express it, that because of this, I think more people are able to see things and feel things and experience things that they didn't experience, say, even five years ago. To me, it sounds like, Meg, that through your your background, um, from our work together and from, you know, I know you've worked with healers and have been on this spiritual journey for decades, it sounds like, you know, what we're being pleaded with um, by these higher dimensional beings is to come together, raise our vibration by means of our will, um, by means of these tools of these, you know, these crystals or these um, uh, precious sounds and to really raise our personal vibration and collective vibration to to ascend to higher ways of living, you know, higher knowledge. I think I think it's simple but yet so hard to stay focused to on. Yeah. And to maintain. Yeah. And you know, it, it 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 is. And I can attest to that because every day everyone is handed, you know, they've lost their job, somebody's sick. We have COVID-19 now. We have all these things and there's all these things that it's so easy to be caught up in that. And trust me, I'm the first one that will go down that rabbit hole once I start turning my attention to it. But through meditation and through our work that we did together, I learned this. And this is a very simple way to look at it. There are all these elevated beings and people, you could call them ETs, you can call them angels, you could call them interdimensional beings. It really doesn't matter. There are a lot of beings out there that really do care to see us thrive. And the thing that happens is that we're down here vibrating on earth frequency they're way on out there vibrating at their own frequency and very rarely do we get to meet because they can only come so low and we can only go so high so as they try to meet with us the more we can raise our frequency so that we can be out there where they can reach us then it's easier to learn more and to get more information and to understand more about what's going on. Wow. Yeah. No, that, thank (laughs) you you for that. That is, that is spot on, in my opinion, on our predicament and the plight that we, that we're staring at right now in 2020. So to conclude that interview, I guess I could say, The truth is out there. 2020 is offering us a revelation. We're in the Aquarian age, following the Piscean age. 
This is the time to receive and to connect. I remember back in 2012, people would come to me very excited about this end of the Mayan calendar, or the shift that was supposed to happen on December 21st, 2012. The Mayans had predicted this great shift in humanity. And we woke up the next morning on December 22nd, and none of us could really tap into what has changed, or at least nobody I spoke with. We just kind of shrugged our shoulders and went, well, I guess something's happening. But I remember that year, and I remember thinking to myself intuitively, there may be a beginning here, but it's certainly not the apex. So I feel like 2020 is that open door. Anybody, as long as they're opening their mind, as long as they have a clear intention for hope and love and unity, or just simple connection with higher light beings, I feel like you can forge these conversations yourself to see ourselves as one race, one of many, to understand more about our own growth and how to get there. There is much more to this world than the ones beyond it. Whatever the reason, whatever the cause, things are changing. They've been changing. And now we're starting to notice and beginning to be willing to talk about it. The signs have been there. Now it is time for us to recognize them and decide how we want to move forward. Thank you for listening to Unworldly Everything. 